Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a weekly dive into death-defying discussions of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker, and with me, as always, is a man who just took out Tomato Town, Zach Mabry. Zach, how are you, my friend? Uh, I'm good. I don't, I don't know what that means. There's like a, I don't know what it is, but there's like a, you know how they're doing the AI thing where you can upload a selfie? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're singing the, all the different songs. Yeah, I don't like it. But, it's a bit disturbing, but it's. I'm glad that people made it ridiculous because people were doing, they were doing like images of saints, but instead of having them sing a song, they were just having them like blink and look around. And I was like, who think? Like, and people were like, this is amazing. I was like, this is not amazing. One of the but, one of the gals we follow on Twitter posted a selfie of herself just to post it, and someone underneath was like, you know, I had to do it to him and put her selfie through that AI thing. And it was really disturbing. And I, and I, I, I like, you know, just don't do it, people. So anyway, one of the songs you can sing is like some kid talking about Fortnite. And one of the word thing is, is just to get Tomato Town. Oh, okay. <laughs> exactly. If you just took out Tomato Town, email us podcast at romancircusblog.com we're also on twitter where we find all this nonsense out at roman circus pod i'm at hey it's matt baker zach is at zach mabry z-a-c mabry uh we're on patreon patreon.com slash roman circus pod find us wherever podcasts are etc etc zach what is in the news are you we had the lowest rated grammys of all time on sunday did you watch it the people want to know so i i wasn't gonna watch it at all because trevor noah was hosting and i just i can't i i can't deal with them trevor noah more like trevor no way exactly um yeah no i just find him like not even just not funny but just annoying and can't listen to him um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. however uh, however I kind of got sucked into it because they, they structured a little bit differently. It was basically just all performances. And maybe I just don't remember from past Grammys, but I feel like there was a lot more other stuff. Whereas, mm-hmm. I mean, this was just like back to back to back performances. And some of them were interesting and some of them were really good. And, um, but you know, they, they, they were pretty raunchy, obviously building up to the one everybody's most talking about, which was Cardi B and, Megan the Stallion, who won the Grammy for Best New Artist. Megan um, the Stallion. The Stallion, yes. Um, they performed WAP. Um, did they? They did. And uh, I didn't know that. Like, I legitimately didn't. Oh, well, so it was interesting because so the performance was like very vulgar, of course. Of course. Um, and you know, on the Grammys, like during prime time. So, you know, I, I, some people are upset. Um, I, I tend to not like to play along. Like I, I don't like when I feel like, um, you know, it's like you're supposed to be mad about this now and like mm-hmm. talk about it. And the, yeah. the immediate weird reaction was this isn't, this is okay, but, but Dr. Seuss is canceled. Right. And, yeah, that, I, I guess that that talking point got like beamed into everybody's brains, mm-hmm. um, which is that's never interesting to me. Um, well, yeah, I mean, the 
thing is, like, the other thing isn't okay. I get what they're saying, right? But, like, it's also, right. it's not okay. Right. Yeah. Um, it's not. And so the uh, the performance happens. But I thought what was really strange is I was watching uh, some, some Fox News uh, over lunch today, briefly. Mm-hmm. And it was all they were talking about. And all they were doing was showing the clips and saying how bad it was. And I was like, okay. The most yeah, yeah, inappropriate yeah. parts of the whole performance were, you know, about 20 seconds long and they were on the screen for a full minute on Fox and they just kept showing. And it was, you know, it was they're that like, same. They're like, they don't want Dr. Seuss in our schools, but they want this. Let's show it again. Right. I mean, but that's really what it was. It's like, here it is again. And again, look how offensive this is. Yeah. This should well, never be same- shown on TV. Here it is now. It's like the same thing with all the Trump stuff with the CNN. Like, can you believe he said this, this, this? Right. This? When they're like, the stuff he's saying is going to cause, uh, you know, danger to people. Here it is now. Like, here's yeah. the newsletter for the KKK. And then everyone's like, oh, they had a newsletter. And then everyone goes and subscribes. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's odd that you would amplify something that you claim to be against, except for the fact that it's it's all kind of a rating it's- game. Uh, yeah, it's the exact reason why no one should ever take media matters seriously. Like media oh, matters, no. media matters has done more to spread white right wing propaganda than any other company because they just like sit there and they watch it and they clip it. Like, if you want to know what Ben Shapiro says, sure you can listen to Ben Shapiro or you can just go to Media Matters because they clip everything and play it for you. Right, and you get the high points. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. You get all the best stuff he says. You don't have to sit through the hour. And then same with like Tucker. They're like, Tucker said this today. And you're like, thanks, man. That was great. Yeah. I'll I'll check back in tomorrow. You you saved me from having to watch Tucker. Yeah. Um, I saw saw the stuff I I wanted to see. And I didn't have to sit through the commercials. They're doing a great service over there. Basically. And so much like with, the Trump stuff, you know, last year, you could tell that these people aren't really bothered by it because if they were, they wouldn't be amplifying it and repeating it over and over again. Um, well, that's the thing. Like you just essentially, you just let it die and go away. Right. Right. And that does, and so, I don't think that means like giving it an excuse to operate in. It just means like you just, you can tell like people know it's weird and bad and raunchy and you just kind of leave it at that like they're not gonna they don't I mean, you don't they don't need your permission to like watch it or not watch it if you're fox news right right they don't and if it was really disturbing to you and if it was so offensive you wouldn't be you wouldn't have it playing behind you while you talk um, <laughs> you would respect yourself more than that and so like when I'm not super outraged by it and people are like, Oh, so you're okay with it. It's like, no, I'm just, I'm not like, unlike everyone else, like I'm not going to pretend to be shocked by it or I'm not going to let it disturb me because you know, it's predictable. And then too, these people are not actually bothered by it. But mm-hmm. so yeah, that happened. I'm trying to think of what was interesting. Taylor. Oh, wait, Swift wait, 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 don't, don't go and watch it. We're not going to play it. Don't go and watch it. There we go. Right. Yeah. Don't do it. Taylor Swift won album of the year and she didn't say anything embarrassing during her speech. Well, other than just everything she says. 
Zach, no, you want to get into that? Good. You want to get mean, into that? Yeah, want to go there? Yeah. Um, All right. No, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dula Peep won won an award. How? Wait, wait. How do you say it? I said Dula Peep, but it's Dua Lipe. Is her okay. Name. Okay. Okay. Dula Peep is uh, it's it's a nickname that came from Wendy Williams, actually. Queen. When, Wendy Williams accidentally called her Dua Peep and then just decided to stick with it. And then at some point after that, Dua Lipe said she thought it was funny. And so uh, it has stuck as a nickname. Okay. So Dua Peep. Um, I really liked the Future Nostalgia album that she did. So I was glad that it won. Good for her. We hope that she can either continues or to begins to live in a state of grace and dies and goes to heaven. Everybody. Yeah. We hope they all die and go to heaven. Um, when it's their time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I guess apparently nobody watched. Um, I thought it was a little on the nose that they basically, they didn't have an audience. And so it was just the celebrities performing for each other. And I was like, this is basically how like, rich people have handled this entire pandemic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I know. I'm like, they're all going to be doing cocaine off the same tables, but sure. They'll wear their masks whenever when the cameras are on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably so, ho- There's probably cocaine hiding in those masks. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, that happened. I mean, I like award shows. Because mm-hmm. they do have the effect of, I mean, unless they totally lose their audience, they mm-hmm. have the effect of like steering the medium. So like the Academy Awards does steer the film industry, mm-hmm. um, which is why, you know, after the whole situation when Crash won Best Picture and no one had seen it, um, you know, I think they had to do some soul searching that like if they pull these kind of stunts, they're going to lose their their relevance and they're not going to be able to actually steer the the film industry and like film as a medium. So if you notice since then, most of the best, like not every year, but a lot of the best pictures since then have all been like movies you would actually want to see, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I I guess last year caught some people off guard um, because it was a foreign film. And I don't think it was like a huge box office smash. I don't remember, but it was anyone yeah, who watched was, it knew it was really good. That was the before times when uh, everyone was there, and we got to see the guy make his Oscars kiss. I know, Bong Joon Ho. He's such. A, he was, I was so glad. I was happy for him. I'll tell you what. If that was a few weeks later, those Oscars wouldn't have been kissing. That's right. That is crazy. How much that bumps up to everything? Because like. You know, in in that was the first year I ever was like, you know, I'm going to get really into the Academy Awards and ended mm-hmm. up having a lot of fun with it. And so then I started watching all these old films and that, then the world ended. So it was like, uh, it went to a thing where like, because everything was shut down, I thought I had all the time in the world to watch all these old films. And so I totally quit doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to watch Citizen Kane. Um, Going all and- the way back. Well, it's dumb that I haven't watched it. It's like, it's, you know, it's obviously like the movie. Um, but for the this year's Academy Awards, the movie that got the most nominations is called Mank. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about the making of 
uh, Citizen Kane. And so I'm like, well, okay, I have to go ahead and finally watch this. I think I just like wanted it. I wanted to be like a film expert and have seen every film and then watch Citizen Kane because it's, everybody says it's so groundbreaking and I'm like, you'll be, I just you'll like, be like, I'm not going to understand it. You'll be um, like, instead of comparing every movie to Citizen Kane, I'm comparing Citizen Kane to every movie. Basically. I was like, I just think I'm too much of a bird brain for it to make sense, but I'm going to go ahead and do it so that I can then watch Mank. Cause I'm like, well, Mank is clearly like a build on to you know, it's like not going to make sense if I haven't seen Citizen Kane. Classic bird brain Mabry. Yeah. And then I want to watch Nomadland. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see most of the movies that got nominated. Like Tenet got one nomination. So I saw that. Amazing. Um, it was for like special effects. That I I guess I think they wanted more for that. Than and, the, and the Oscar for who knows what's going on in this movie goes to Tenet. I know. I thought Palm Springs was better as a Time Warp movie from last year. Fair enough. Did you see it? I saw Tenet. I didn't see Palm Springs. You need to watch Palm. It's on Hulu. Okay. Um, it's what is his name? Andy Sandberg. Yeah, Andy Sandberg. That is a name of a guy. I always get the syllables mixed up between Adam Sandler and Andy Sandberg. So I'm like Adam Sandberg. Andy Adam Sand. Adam Sandler. Sandler. Right. Yeah. I just uh, you know. But so that'll be fun. Like, you know, we're about six weeks out, I guess, from the Oscars. So uh, we'll have to do our prediction show when we get closer. Can't wait. I've been doing this thing on Twitter where I just block any promoted tweet. Like I'm trying to just block all brands and stuff off of my Twitter account. Yeah. And I like when you go to a profile and it's like, Velveeta cheese and you click on it and one person you're following follows Velveeta cheese. You just wonder why on earth would you be following this account right now? How are they allowed to call it cheese? You know, there's not any cheese in it, right? Is it not? I don't think it, I don't think there's cheese in Velveeta cheese. We had a, we had a whole episode plan, but now I'm just going to read the ingredients to Velveeta cheese Velveeta is a brand name for a processed cheese product that tastes like an American cheese with a softer and smoother texture than non-processed cheese. It's from cow milk. Oh, okay. Yeah. When melted, Velveeta keeps a fully integrated and evenly clump-free liquid texture, and it was invented in 1918. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, and I didn't even, I, I guess we missed all the centennial celebrations of Velveeta in 2018. We were too busy wondering if the threat to our democracy was going to finally bring down this whole country. No time to celebrate the Velveeta. I know. Speaking of, did you see that North Korea issued a warning to the Biden administration? Yeah, good for them. They, they said... Hold on. I didn't read the article, but CNN thankfully. So like, like they, they said, if you, if if, okay, the U.S. It warns the U.S. if it wants to sleep in peace for the coming four years, it had better refrain from causing a stink at its first step. Mm-hmm. And I was just saying, I was like, you know, after all the work in this space that Dennis Rodman did, 
which was then you know continued and expanded upon by Trump, I would really hate to see our relationship with North Korea tank, you know? Yeah, he really Yeah, he really went after it, Dennis Rodman. I know. And Good it's um Yeah, you know, I mean he he definitely helped bring peace between Korea and America, North Korea, mm-hmm. People's Korea. Um and uh yeah, it would, it would, I mean, because that one was odd because people were like, oh, Trump is going to, you know, he's going to cause nuclear war with North Korea. And then when he was actually weirdly good at North Korean diplomacy, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, they're friends because he's a dictator and Trump is bad and is also a dictator. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, okay, pick a struggle, people. Like, pick a side. They're both fat and have bad hair. They are both fat. I've been seeing pictures of Trump recently. He looks terrible. Um, at his CPAC speech, he someone pointed out he looked thinner and less orange. So he's kind of been like his revenge body phase. <laughs> um, but then I've seen pictures of him like out golfing and stuff, and he looks bad. Like it's like he ate, all the aging that you normally do as president. It's like he's done it all as as former president. Yeah, you know. When when everyone else zigs, Trump zags. It's true. Speaking of zags, March Madness is out. The bracket is out. Gonzaga, number one team overall. Is this the year the Gonzaga Bulldogs win? How do you, how do you spell Gonzaga? G-O-N-Z-A-G-A. Go Gonzaga. G-O-N-Z-A-G-A. Yeah, that's why I was asking because I knew that's one of their chants. <laughs> And I knew that you knew that. <laughs> okay, good. Um, you know, I'm excited. Hopefully the boys get it done this year. I don't really have much more to say on that that front. Well, aren't people, okay, what's the, there's, there's some controversy about March Madness this year. Um, like, because two of the teams, some of the teams don't get to participate. People are saying, keep in mind that it's fake this year. I don't know. Are people saying that? That sounds like just something the haters and losers would say. I mean, I, I, I can't make myself care about basketball. I try because I, I really like to get into the trends, but it just, this basketball is a recent trend and not one I think will catch on. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you could, you could hardly even get into it when your beloved, Oklahoma Sooners had Trey Young. I know. I did like going to Thunder games mm-hmm. for like professional basketball, but college basketball, I, I couldn't make myself. At OU, they had a thing where like if you bought tickets and you went to all the games, they, your ticket was um, refunded. Really? Yeah, and I guess it had something to do with people would buy the tickets in order to get points to get football tickets or something. Yeah. So if you went to every game, it was free, like your season tickets, to try to generate some interest. And so it's funny when I know people that went to basketball schools because it's just such a different, you know, I mean, like when it's a football school and you have six home games and you know, each one is a big deal and everybody comes in town and you do tailgating and the whole thing. And then Mm -hmm. you have like basketball where there's like four games a week or I don't know the schedule, but you know, it's obviously a lot and they're on weeknights and stuff. I, I, it's totally different. Like 
you know, college game day experience, if you will. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you went to, what, what was your school known for? Uh, baseball, I guess. I don't know. Softball. I don't know what exactly so, uh, we were known you, for. Baseball was, people liked baseball because you could, uh, you could bring a cooler full of, of broski, of brewskis. It broskis, was, uh, drinking it was broskis. Only, yeah. Like on a campus that was a dry campus, which was a whole thing. It was like the one thing where you could just not only drink, but you could bring your own. So people would just pack a cooler and and have a brewski with their broskies and watch wow. baseball. Classic Oklahoma nonsense. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah. So I, I think that's a good overview of what's going on with the world. Speaking um, of nonsense. Uh-oh. Milo what? Yiannopoulos. Oh yeah, so Milo has announced that he's wait ex- wait what we need to do a little refresher on Milo. People might not know who he is or remember him because he hasn't really been in the news recently. That's right. So Milo Yiannopoulos was a tech reporter for um, I can't remember which UK publication. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like the Spectator. It was um, I don't know who cares. Um, I'll look it and, up. And then he became a you know viral sensation as this flamboyant gay conservative slash libertarian. Um, the Daily Telegraph. Okay, yeah, he was their tech reporter. Mm-hmm. I think he was also. I, I assume he he featured really prominently in Gamergate. Yeah, so he co-founded the Colonel in 2011. Uh, and it was shut down in 2013, a missed allegation of unpaid wages. Yikes. And that was acquired. Yeah, by, that's one of the four sins that cries out to heaven. Yeah, that was acquired by Daily Dot Media. Okay. He then went to Breitbart. That's right. Where he was in charge of the Breitbart tech section. So then in 2014, he was a lead actor in the Gamergate controversy through his work at Breitbart and became one of the most vocal of Gamergate's supporters. Uh, Gamergate, the Gamergate controversy concerned an online harassment campaign primarily conducted through the use of the hashtag Gamergate that centered on issues of sexism and anti-progressivism in video game culture. So that's Yeah, that. I don't even, I, I can't remember if, if it was a thing that the women in video games were portrayed as too sexy or as not sexy enough or something. Like, I don't really, know, I don't know what Gamergate was. And I, every time I try to learn about it, it just doesn't stick. Like there's a handful of things that I, I couldn't summarize for you. If I, like, I don't, I don't know what Gamergate is. I don't really know what the Dreyfus affair was. Mm-hmm. Um, those aren't the only two things, but those are two things that I, I know nothing about. And I, I do you know like about tried, the Lindbergh baby? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> what is that? Ah, uh, I don't know. It's like a baby. That, oh, baby that got kidnapped, like a really high, high profile kidnapping way back when. Like a famous baby, like an influencer yep. baby. Uh, the twenty month old son of Charles Lindbergh, the aviator. Oh, oh, yeah. Um. um. So so then what happened was Milo became like a darling of the right because he would always like 
he was he's really witty and snappy and knows how to do good quotes and um and then what people liked was that he's flamboyantly gay and so he was able to say things you know with it was this weird kind of inversion of identity politics because mm-hmm. it was like it's kind of like what they do with candace owens but it's it, more so milo because he wore it really proudly that like yeah. oh you know i'm gay so me being conservative has double the credibility or whatever um but so yeah and then what okay he was friends with ben shapiro and then they then they had a falling out or yeah, they like worked together closely. And I think the story is that when Shapiro's wife was pregnant with their first kid, he sent Milo kept like would send him pictures of black babies and stuff to like talk about that. Like, oh, like his wife had like an affair. Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. And then combined with like Milo at that point. So I don't know if I told the story like I saw I w- I unknowingly went to this, well, I I knowingly went to this political convention, unknowingly walked into a Milo, like where Milo- Was it like Politicon or whatever? Yeah. Oh, you went to Politicon? Yeah, I got in for free because they were giving away tickets. My buddy and I went and we went and saw, we saw Shapiro and Milo on this panel and my goodness, it was a hoot and holler and good time. Like it was- a funny time. And I was like, who is this Milo guy? And I started listening to a bunch of Milo and I started, I just like, couldn't get enough of it. And then it was a well done shtick for a while. It really was. It was like, it was great, great shtick. And then he became like even more crazy with the like far right neo-Nazi stuff. And he started the weird tipping point for me is he kept calling Trump daddy. And I'm like, all right, this is getting a little too much on the shtick thing. It's the, uh, he was doing the drill thing of the, you know, when you spin that dial or whatever. Yeah. Like when you, like that big dial that says racism and you keep looking back at the crowd and how much <laughs> yeah. they're applauding and you just keep yeah. turning it. Yeah. Like he saw that being controversial worked. And so he just kept becoming more controversial. Yeah. And it just got to be too much to the point where like, I've never, I've never like cold turkeyed off of a commentator quite like I did Milo and it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like my big, there were obviously red flags the whole time. So I'm not saying that it was ever okay to like sort of entertain this person's stuff. Like it, it was funny and it, it made people so mad that it, it like, I don't know. It had that value, but then it was a lot of just personal anecdotes from people who'd interacted with him in real life that I was like, okay, this seems well, like that, bad news. So that's the thing. He seemed like, Hiding behind this quick-witted thing seemed like a very damaged individual, right? Like he, he seems like he has a lot of internal issues going on, right? And that's not any—that's not necessarily a comment on his gayness per se. It's just like, you know, other thing like depression, any any sort of thing, and it just. Well, I think he was really excited to be famous, which well, is that, understandable. I was just going to say that was heightened by his like heightened by the fame and the chasing of fame. Like he had a tour. Remember the dangerous F A G G O T tour. Sorry. What's that spell? Uh, Oh, (laughs) go Gonzaga. Yeah. Um, 
G-O-T. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So he had, he had the, he was, that's the thing though. He would do all these tours with this giant painted tour bus and he would go to colleges and they'd pay him all sorts of money. And then when they had him on campus, it would be these, this big spectacle. And I mean, I don't know, like what else did you do in 2014 and 15? Well, like, and like it feeds right into the college Republican thing of like, uh, you know, like college, you go to college and you find yourself like the the college Republican version of the doing all the debauchery stuff is bringing controversial people to campus and like loving it. Right. Yeah. Like like everyone does their own little college debauchery thing. And the college Republicans is grooming people like Milo. And then when they're inevitably told they can't come, you get to like cry about it right like free speech is under attack yeah on free college speech campuses. under attack on college campus be like okay but also like this dude kind of sucks but like it so that's that whole thing and it just kind of i mean he he kind of completely bottomed out as far as like they started pulling his books they started like you know simon and schuster pulled his book deal and he he like went into is reported a few years ago that he was like a one and a half million dollars in debt. Right. So that was the thing is like, he was really excited to be famous. He was living large and, um, unless this is not true, uh, doing a lot of drugs. Um, Mm -hmm. and, but he was making a lot of money. I mean, the speaking tour was, was, was going good. And then he had this big book deal. Um, and then he did a, interview i can't even remember who with where he was odd because they're talking about sex abuse and then mm-hmm. then like child sex abuse and then he wanted to thread the needle up like thread the line on well it's different when they're like in their late teens and he basically tried to defend it yeah but yeah that was pretty way rough. where he was saying like it was just very normal it was an odd thing because his statement itself like I didn't read it as a defense of like being a pedo. Like I didn't, but that was how it was. He was canceled for mm-hmm. defending pedophilia. I didn't think that his statement did that. I did think he it was time for him to go. Yeah. You know, so I didn't care why it was similar to like JK Rowling. It's like, this person is obnoxious and like, I don't, I don't care why they're canceled. Yeah. Um, but so he gets canceled over that, you know, the official story being defending pedophilia, whether mm-hmm. that I, I, so um, well, but then deal dropped, and then you know he's already spent all this money that he's made that he mm-hmm. ends up not making. So we come basically. He's been in the news this week. Uh, all this is leading up to like. So he also well, tried to me too, Damian Thompson with like fake stories, and that all blew up in his face. But anyway, so uh, basically, he's in the news this week because he comes out that he renounces his gay lifestyle and consecrates himself to St. Joseph. Yeah. When you said ex gay, I I thought he just meant extremely. Yeah. Yeah. He's like stealing your joke. Yeah. He's like, I'm ex gay. And they're like, Oh, you're not gay anymore. No, extremely gay. Uh, he, he explained that secular attempts at recovery from sin are either temporary or completely ineffective, which led himself to decide to consecrate himself to St. Joseph. Salvation can only be achieved through the devotion to Christ and the works of the Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church. 
St. Joseph is a spiritual father figure of the Holy Family. In this time of gender madness, devoting myself to the male protector of the infant Jesus is an act of faith in God's holy patriarch and a a rejection to the terror of transsexuals. He, uh, He added that the guy I live with has been demoted to housemate and that the tradition tr- transition has not been easy. Um, so this obviously like, there's a I, lot to unpack there. It's he, like, it's very good that he wants to consecrate himself to St. Joseph. Right? Yeah. It's good to consecrate yourself to Joseph. It's good to dive into the Catholic faith. It's good to want to reform your life. If you're in any kind of regular union, um, it's good to, live chastely you know i mean there's there's no like the the issue here is just that like he has been through a series of reinventions of being the the conservative the gay conservative and then he was jewish and then he was catholic already once and like he's done the catholic thing before he went on the patrick coffin show like two years ago Mm -hmm. um so like he tried to start doing catholic grift stuff shortly after being canceled well, yeah, because like you, I don't know. We gotta gotta figure it out somehow, right? Gotta make the money somehow. He, oh, he also said, uh, he was asked in what sense is he ex-gay, and he said he is in an ongoing process of trying to reorientate his homosexuality, but for now is in a state of abstinence and enjoys using the term to troll his critics. So. Always- Always trolling, always be trolling, ABT. Right. And I I get the on the libs value. Actually, I don't I don't know that I get the on the libs value of this because he's already like well, at some point, conservative like, what and is canceled. It? Like if you want to make a comparison to say Abby Johnson, like she was while the origin story is disputed, she did work at Planned Parenthood and she was in favor of abortion. And so she actually did you know, whereas Milo was like a, like he talked about the value of Catholicism and the Catholic church and stuff. He just kind of said he was going to continue being debauched. So like, this isn't, this isn't like we sniped one of theirs type thing. Like it's not, you know, like, uh, AOC became a trad cath nun, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's, this isn't like the own the libs value is, is to me played out with Milo. Like you already owned him by him being a gay conservative, being an ex gay, like all the ex gays are conservative. So like, what, what is the, like, what are, I don't know. Like, what is the witness here? But I, I, I mean, there's also the thing of like, you can't, you can't help yourself, but to just do things in a trolling manner. Right. Like, I don't know, at some point, all this becomes serious. Right. And he, so then the, the new, the next thing. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So that kind of brings everything. So he, he decides he's going to do this and he gets back in the news and he's going to good consecrate himself to St. Joseph. And then like yesterday, what happens, Zach? It's announced that he's starting a conversion therapy center in Florida. Okay. Um, so, the deal like very conversion therapy straight off the bat that is a very loaded phrase that comes right, it raises a lot. a lot of red flags because a lot of it is based around psychological methods that that like as catholics we know don't work 
like this would be a good time to revisit Father Ripperger's teaching on just all sorts of things related to how the mind works. But like you can't use 20th century like debunked bogus, you know, psychoanalysis methods to to do. You can't even use them to get people to not be depressed anymore. Like how are you going to use them on this? But I would also just say if, if you are someone that you know. Um, it's like a young male and you think you need this treatment. Do not move to Milo's well, that, camp. Like, that's the thing. That, that's that the is main dangerous. Thing. It's like, don't go get a camp Milo? church militant and do not go to Camp Milo. Well, that, yeah, that's kind of, that's my whole thing with this is like, it couldn't even be, it wasn't even a week before it just it's seems like. like mean girls, was, like, you can't come here. There's going to be girls in their bathing suits. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Her, her dream come true, diving into a, a pit bull of girls. Like, it's literally like, I, I don't think that people, I, people seek treatment, and I think that's good, you know, to orient their lives. But, like, please don't go to Mila's. Like, well, I mean, that's the main thing for me is it was less than a week before it just, there's already an opportunity. He's trying to already make money cash, off this situation. Cash in, yeah. Like, he's like, hey, I'm not gay anymore. I'm consecrating myself to St. Joseph. And for the low, low price of $1,500 a month, you can too. Right. Like, like it, you have to get the narcissism out first. But it also doesn't work. Like, you don't, it's, things like this are, ser- like, they're serious issues and they're serious things that don't, like, you, it's just the same way, like, the pray the gay away thing, like, also kind of diminishes what people are going through right and it's like you can't i don't know yeah, if this, like i don't some, know if this... some some of the fr- some of my friends from the from the twitters like i remember in a dm they were digging up articles on this and they're like a lot of these camps are really weird and like the people the stuff they do there like it doesn't seem like uh, well, that... it would be to prevent like it it i don't know sketchy. well it just yeah it seems like that's a like a actual like I don't know. It seems like people it's would like, just go I don't down know if there. Watch King of the Hill. Okay, did you ever watch yeah. King of the Hill? There's that episode where Hank catches Bobby smoking a cigarette, so he makes Bobby smoke an entire carton of cigarettes. Yeah, does he, he love cigarettes? It, well, it's to try to make him hate them by yeah. having an overload of cigarettes. A lot of these kind of conversion places. It sounds a little bit like they take that method. Um, yeah, but I mean, if you like, if you like, if you wanted to eat cake, you would go to a place where there's tons of cake, right? Isn't that so? That that's that. You remember the movie Saved? No, with Man, with, with Amanda Moore, Mandy Moore, Amanda Moore. No, and they're like super evangelical Christians, and one of them Saved. Boyfriend. Yes, yeah, I didn't. Saved. I didn't understand what you said, so I just said, oh, yeah. I just said no until I understood what you were saying. So yeah, her and the main character's boyfriend has to go to to ex gay camp, and everybody there is gay. So they it becomes a whole, you know, it's a side joke in the whole thing. But yeah, so it. But I mean, that's kind of like I don't know. It that's the main problem with all these places. One, you have to like, I don't know. You're like, it just doesn't seem effective. It doesn't seem good normally. And then you throw on someone who is just constantly scheming and constantly trying to figure out 
how to get the next dollar out of it. Like, like, yeah, like it's not even. I mean, he's still within. He's still within the thirty day money back back guarantee for his own conversion. Like, how's he outselling him now? Well, and you have to like to have any major lifestyle change. I mean, I can't imagine what this lifestyle change is like, but you you have to you have to like realize that you're nothing like you have to realize what you are in the grand scheme of things like you're child of God and you are very good because God created and loves you regardless. But at the same time, you have to accept that you're normal and you have to accept that you're not that he, he has to stop being Milo Yiannopoulos and he has to start being like just normal, just a child of God, just normal Milo. Right. Yes. And you don't. I, I mean, don't, he at least needs to be on the other side of this for a full, like the full length of what a manic cycle could last, right? Like that's. I mean, that's the thing. Like it's literally not even been. A, it's been like not even a month. Like let alone you know five years or something. It wasn't even a week. Right, and so I mean, because I don't know. Like we obviously said a few weeks ago, we were defending um, a conversion of a of a dodgy character, and then yeah. like. A that week later, that person committed a bunch of crimes. He was like, <laughs> so I'm a little bit more cautious now with these conversions of uh, of sketchy people. Yeah, um, I obviously do hope that that Milo, you know, commits to the Catholic faith and practices it and becomes a saint. Um, but I, I think, I don't think that it's it would be way too premature to make him any kind of example or somebody to be followed somebody you know to be doing speaking engagements somebody to be writing but like that 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 can't happen like for five years minimum something you know i mean i don't know i don't know what you put as a time limit but like well, there has to be a, a cool off period and also wait two seconds before like having them on your podcast or like doing so like you oh, can no, ver- they've already there no, no no he's already no. doing that no i know you're saying is. i'm just saying that like they have already he's already doing the whole like he'll actually he'll be on the roman circus next week guys uh, i know milo if you're um, listening come on the pod but also wait let me rephrase yeah, I'm not that mad at him. go what? on don't go on other people's podcasts come on ours first exactly but no but i mean like it goes both ways as far as well and i guess that was part of his goal I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, oh mabry step in the right direction mabry just kidding. So, um, yeah. So I think, uh, I don't know it. I mean, I'm rooting for him, praying for him, but like, of course he needs to, I don't know. Maybe he could go to like a cloistered. Well, that's the thing. Literally like just give all the other monks missiles, literally Um, anything, any, literally anything, but opening your own conversion therapy shop. Like you have to like, what, actually take time and read like he he's trying to read and convert his consecrate his life to saint joseph like take two seconds and read about saint joseph the bible he doesn't as the as the consecration is said like he you don't he never is quoted in the bible no one knows how or when he died and like he just had this completely amazing ordinary existence right he is like the most the most ordinary bet like amazing person of all time. 
I yeah. I mean, obviously there's no, there's no one better. Yeah. But my, that's the thing. Like you don't, if you're going to actually consecrate, learn about what you're consecrating to, you know, get some facts, get your facts straight and come back to me. Yeah. I mean, finish the St. Joseph Novena, right? Yeah. At least, well, at least finish the first week. So again, none of this is to like, obviously, you know, keep on. I, I hope that he commits. I, I don't like, I'm not somebody that's like, Oh, it's a bad look for the church to have like sketchy people. Um, I just think, you know, some caution is necessary. And you know, I, I mean that in all charity. Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about the latest news out of the Vatican keeping and keeping in the theme? Sure. So the, so the, the CDF, which used to be like the Holy office of the inquisition, they answered a dubium, which is basically when they're you know given a yes or no question and they provide. So context. dubia, dubia is the plural of dubium. Right. So when someone says answer the dubia, they want you to answer multiple dubium. Yes, basically. Okay. That's my understanding. And so it was just asking, basically, can you know, given that that the sacrament of marriage is um, understood is the union of a man, one man and one woman, can other types of unions, like between two men, and I think possibly between like divorced people that aren't joined, I don't I don't know how broad the question was, but it was just saying, mm-hmm. can like two people that aren't married but still, you know, like in a committed romantic relationship, um, can that be blessed? in kind of a, you know, like a side ceremony type thing, you know, and they said, no, that can't happen. Um, that really shouldn't, it shouldn't be news because that's obviously Catholic teaching, but it's also particularly what Pope Francis has always said, even as Archbishop of Buenos Aires and when he advocated for civil unions and even up to like when he did the civil unions thing well, sometime last year, He's always made it clear that, yeah, when it when you're talking about material realities, like the provisioning of healthcare services and stuff, he's he's fine with civil protections like civil unions, but that it, it never extends into into something resembling marriage or in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, that it can't be blessed. So I mean this has been his position. Um, but there's a lot of people on the right and the left um, who have been sort of gearing everybody up. For a change, kind of throwing back to our episode with Walter, it, uh, you know, there's been people that they crave the 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 agony of, of they they keep saying that the Pope is going to change everything, he's going to throw out doctrine, and it's over. Um, and then on the on the other side, with certain progressive circles, you have people that are like the Pope is going to change everything, and he's going to throw out doctrine. It's going to yeah. be, you know, I mean, from day one they were celebrating that under this Pope. Everything's going to change. There's going to be a rainbow flag in every mailbox. And uh, I don't know. But you really, that's, you really played yourself if you thought that was going to happen, right? Right. Anytime you write, anytime you write your own feelings onto a Pope that aren't Catholic doctrine, and this goes, this goes for both sides, obviously, uh, you're, kind of in trouble but anyway continue 
Yeah. So on one hand, it shouldn't be news. And that's kind of what I, what I posted was like, I mean, if this comes as a surprise to you, but you spend a lot of time, like one thing, okay, casual observers are just going to kind of, they're going to through osmosis, understand the faith from like TV. Um, but people who spend a lot of time and some of them even money following Catholic stuff every day. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were caught off guard by this, like they really need to examine who they're listening to because the people from one side or the other are lying to them. Right. Either they're playing it to their fears and making them think that Pope Francis is, is not who he is. Mm-hmm. He was never going to do this or, or I guess the same thing, but from a positive standpoint, giving basically they're either giving people despair when they shouldn't, or they're giving people false hope, which is the sort of opposite vice. I mean, you know, it's two vices off the same virtue. So, you know, uh, it's like, if you consider yourself a very informed Catholic and you, you know, things, and you're paying for that knowledge uh, and you didn't, this wasn't what you expected, then I mean, evaluate your subscriptions, like start canceling, start, start dropping Patreon subscriptions. Like these people are, are of no value to you. They're making you less aware of reality. They so, receded into unreality and they just feed you this stuff constantly. Right. And this, I mean, this might be a, you know, it's it's a tough situation for people because uh, you see a lot of things. And I, I'm not talking about the replies where someone's like, my gay dad loved mass and he's never going back, right? Like, I'm not right. talking about that. But I mean, on that same... Bots. Right, but on that same... I mean, you know, there are people that do kind of feel let down by this and they, they are feeling that sincerely, right? And it's yeah. not it's not because they were reading America magazine constantly or NCR or whatever the one is, you know. It's because like they have this going on in their life and they really want to be good and faithful Catholics and it they feel like the deck is stacked against them, right? And it's easy it's easy to sit here and be like, Well, you have to follow in line with church teaching. And right. you do. But I mean, there are people's like people are kind of feeling this a little. Yeah, I mean, I think the a way to um, a way to think through that is, um, you know, if um, you know, hard truths are hard, and they take time to. Anyway, that's it. Ex- hard truths are hard. That's the end of the show. Right. But Thank you know. You. If you think that it's about to change, then mm-hmm. that just puts pushes the snooze button on on you know accepting and, and adapting to you know conforming to truth because you're like well okay and you know you'd hate to think like well I'm going to do all this and you know be miserable and then find out 20 years later that I actually could have just done what what felt good and I've now deprived myself for no reason. Right. Um, if you can see how it's it's tough and when the culture says something so totally different, people are coming from a totally different universe, basically Mm -hmm. it's a crossroads. And I I think it doesn't help people begin the process of conforming to truth. If if you present that truth as, as being in flux when it is not. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, that's what I saw with this. I, I think it is cruel to give people false, a false sense of hope for something that is definitely, I mean, especially because there were no indications from Francis that he would ever go a different way. Right. You know, the quote unquote most liberal progressive Pope we've ever had. And like, it, this was never in the universe of things to happen. 
And every time he's opened his mouth on the subject, he's made that clear. Yeah. So, but people just don't. I mean, I, the reason it was news is because people have made it their, you know, their whole shtick to either for either because they think it's great or because they think it's terrible. Tell people that this change was coming that yeah. wasn't coming. Right. So right. I guess you know it's like you shouldn't gaslight people and be like, "Why are you surprised?" This is you know because at the end of the day they they've been in one direction or the other like constantly lied to on this topic mm -hmm. yeah no i mean that's a good point like it just being constantly lied to has bad effects that's the roman circus podcast guarantee we will never lie to you true true i mean it's tough i i've always said it's easier to just live in unreality like it is much easier to retreat into unreality and you know like right now, the unreality crowd is, you know, barricading their doors because the left is going to come take their Dr. Seuss books. And like, I can see how living in that bubble is easier than living in the real world. Mm -hmm. um, but you've got to just uh, got to got to live in reality, folks. Where does it end, Mabry? I don't know. I mean, it was like. It was like, the whole Russiagate thing. I was like, I don't understand. Like, do these people not want to live on? Like, do they not want to know it's true? Like, do they? But they didn't. And then you see it playing out on the right in different ways too. And it's like, just like at some point, don't you want the things that you think about and talk about to actually be happening? No. No, yeah, I mean, the true. The answer for most people is no. It's easier for Trump to be on Putin's payroll and for the left to be. Uh, you know, um, sending children into state custody if their parents say Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's you know, like we, I don't think like this has been a recurring topic for us back to like the first year on like conspiracy theories and, and things like that. It's, it's just easier than dealing in reality. It sure is. It but, sure is. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a bummer. Like, it's tough. Like we say, we want everyone to like die in a state of grace and go to heaven, and we realize that means that means different things for different people. I mean, that it the church teaching remains the same, but how people struggle to stay in the state of grace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It like means different things. So it. I don't know the church. It the church is always the. I mean, priests priests get busy, but they're priests that will talk to you about these things, and whatever your thing is. I'm not just talking about like homosexuality, right? Like like anything. Like if it's if you're struggling with like porn addictions or like drug addiction or you can't stop thinking about this thing or you can't stop thinking about that. Like the priests will talk to you about it, and there is there is hope for everyone. Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of life on the other side of those things that you're struggling with. Like, I think people think that if their sins, once their sins are gone, like what's going to be left of them. Yeah. And it's, oh, like, I mean like they're like the sin becomes a part of who like they're, yeah. they're like, that's how they, that's how they mean something. Yeah. Or it's just like, okay, well once they're not gossiping, once they're not watching, you know, or once they're not, 
engaging in this, that, and the other, like what will what will be left? Like will they just be sitting in a rocking chair waiting to die? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, there will be, you know, you'll have a, your sins are not your person. Like having having uh, habitual sins is not a substitute for having a personality. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, you know, and you'll you'll bloom into something much more interesting. I keep waiting to get there, <laughs> but you One know, day. the saints became more interesting as they became holier. Um, sure, and their lives are much more interesting than the lives of the you know. There's, I mean, there's a couple really prominent sinners, right? Like, there's, uh, you know, I don't know, Stalin. <laughs> like, you know, there's a, there's a few really bad sinners that are interesting to study, but. Like the saints, there's just thousands upon thousands of them, and they're all very fascinating in their own right. Whereas the nameless mass of like non saints is only a few of them, right? Are evil enough for it to ever even be interesting. Yeah. You have a picture, you have a painting of Stalin, don't you? That's still so funny to me. Yeah. For those that are in context, Matt came to visit my apartment in Dallas, and I had a, a portrait of Blessed Karl of Austria. Um, the last emperor of Austria. And um, he was like, why do you have a portrait of Joseph Stalin? Yeah. I didn't know if it was Stalin or not. I just, you know, thought it was a a fun opportunity for a joke. So dudes be joking. They do. They they be telling jokes. Yeah. So yeah, it was an interesting week. It's always an interesting week. Uh, I know some of the things we talked about might be super online like the milo stuff seems to be super online but i think there's value in like kind of talking about it right it talks we kind of transition in what happened with the pope but um i don't yeah I don't, well it's important to follow up on like when i made some comments about it people were like aren't you happy he's converting and I, was, I mean i i am i was like but again i'm a little burned by what happened last time i was happy for a shady person's conversion yeah <laughs> um yeah, we but try we try to stricken that from the record, right? I mean, who, how could we have known? Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, so it, I don't know. Learning and growing every day. Yeah, people. Uh, we pray for him just like we pray for everybody else. Of course. And Milo, come on the pod, or don't. Yeah. No, I guess we, I mean if he I, like would we? I don't know. It's hard to yeah. turn away attention. I guess we're all guilty of that. <laughs> I wanted to get Matt Gates on because he's the congressman that's doing the free Britney thing, but no, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. That seems he seems a uh, he seems like a I don't know. He's a lot. We'll see. True. Any, True. Anything else? Anything else? No, I think we've covered it all. Literally every single thing. Yes. You know who the saint of the week this week is? Who? Saint Joseph. Saint Joseph. Love the guy. He uh it's his feast day is on Friday, which That's I great. think so we get a meat Friday. I was yeah. going to say means means meat Friday because it is a first class feast. And uh you know what that means? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, gonna, I'm having steaks. Steaks for the boys. All right. Well, uh, we hope you uh, have a good rest of your week. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you all next time. See ya.